0: what did dude do and those moments were magic this is locked on a's you are locked on a's your daily oakland a's podcast part of the locked on podcast network your team every day Well, 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 here we are again. I'm Wayne Coy, your host for Locked On A's. I just want to say thanks for being here. Always appreciate you stopping by so we can get up to date on everything that's happening with our team. I'm a lifelong athletics supporter, media guy, and just really happy to be able to spend this time each and every day bringing you the news. Some of it is great, some of it not so much. Uh, We want to talk about what happened tonight, of course, and uh, today's show is uh, brought to you by our friends at linkedin we'll tell you all about linkedin's sales navigator in just a little bit but right now let's go to minnesota and a very cold very drizzly night at target field you would think coming you know from a home series in california with the sun shining that that just might affect the a's and guess what you would be right a's and twins and it did not take long at all for the wheels to fall off tonight Paul Blackburn gets the ball for the A's. And in case you had any delusions of grandeur whatsoever, well, you could throw those right out the window immediately. First inning, it didn't take long. Well, actually, it looked like uh, Blackburn was in control because he got the first two batters, Eddie Julian and then Jorge Polanco, to strike out, but that was as good as it got because just when you thought, okay, this is going to be a quick one, well, that's uh, that's when it all went horribly wrong, as they used to say on behind the music, right? Donovan Solano gets a single. After that, it's a walk to Max Kepler, a walk to Alex Kilroff, and uh, then another free pass to Kyle Farmer. So that uh, scores a run. Solano scores. And then the inning and the game pretty much completely go out of hand with the next batter that would be Matt Wallner, who creams a three to one. Fastball, a three and one fastball. Excuse me, uh, from Blackburn. I, I just, uh, I can't believe how far he hit this ball straight away center field, four hundred and sixty three feet. Those that are in the know say that it is one of the longest baseballs ever hit in Target Field. Grand slam makes it five zip twins, and we aren't even out of the first inning yet. Three straight walks, obviously the undoing of Paul Blackburn tonight killed any chance really of this thing being a close game. And you want to know something really crazy? If Walner hadn't swung and hit the grand slam, guess what? That was ball four. And that would have been the fourth walk in a row. Very un-Paul Blackburn-like. Now hindsight being what it is, after the game was over, uh, he did say that there was a drizzle, light rain that was coming down all night. And that caused the mound, especially his landing spot, to be muddy. And because of that, he just wasn't able to control the the baseball. So uh, that could be, I guess, what happened, except for the fact that it uh, didn't really bother Bailey Obert, right? The opposing pitcher for the Twins, who threw five innings of two-hit baseball and left with uh, no runs allowed. In fact, the Ace didn't score until the seventh inning, and all of that scoring came on a Seth Brown three-run home run um Needless to say, it was not a good night for the A's. Final score eleven to three, and we'll do it all again tomorrow. It'll be Joey Estes getting his second ever major league start for the A's against Pablo Lopez. First pitch, uh, just like tonight, will be four forty our time. That makes it six forty in the Central Time Zone. Now tonight, right about the same time that game was starting, if you were in Las Vegas, there was. Uh, There was a little thing happening at the Las Vegas Convention Center, and that was a meeting of the stadium authority. The stadium authority, of course, the people that would be uh, kind of in charge of the new stadium, if indeed it does get built, in Las Vegas for the A's. And uh, the controversy swirling because Steve Hill, who is the head of the Las Vegas uh, Convention and Visitors Association, is also a consultant for the Oakland A's. We saw him plenty, believe me, uh, when the uh, legislation was going on to get the money for the stadium. And he happens to be in charge of the stadium authority as well. Can you say conflict of interest? I knew that you could. Anyway, our guy, Alan Snell from Las Vegas, or LV, sportsbiz.com, was there, took the whole thing in, which included some public comment that got a little testy. And uh, Alan's going to join us tomorrow and give us the complete scoop and the rundown of uh, what we missed at that meeting tonight. But I'll just tell you the fireworks were definitely there. All right. Coming up in our next segment, one of our family calls it quits. That'll be next. But first I got to tell you LinkedIn and sales navigator. Great for you if you're a salesperson and if you are, and if you're struggling with your deals, Well, it could be cold outreach that's wasting your time. That could be the problem, getting the buyer and the seller together at every stage. That's what LinkedIn wants to take care of for you. When sellers are using shallow and outdated data, your organization can overcome those challenges with technology that translates and gets comprehensive, high-quality buyer data and it turns it into real-time insights for you. And of course, that makes the whole sales process even better. You can adopt the habits of the top performers in the business, leads to better outcomes. Those sellers are selling with higher rates, larger deals, and you can too. They call it deep sales. And they have built the first deep sales platform with the next generation of LinkedIn Sales Navigator. And right now, you can try LinkedIn Sales Navigator and get a 60-day free trial at linkedin.com slash locked on. That's linkedin.com slash locked on. Let LinkedIn Sales Navigator send you where you need to be. You know, that place where the superstars hang out because that's going to be you. Yeah, you can be a sales superstar, and you can do it very easily if you get on board with LinkedIn. It's linkedin.com slash locked on and get started today. All right, Sean Doolittle thanked the Oakland A's organization uh, and the fans in a retirement message on social media Friday. We're going to be doing some reading here, kids. Even though he pitched back in college, you may remember, the A's drafted him as a first baseman and outfielder. That didn't go so well. And uh, in 2007, with the A's really trying to figure out what they were going to do with Sean, they decided to give him a new lease on life. They said. What do you think about pitching again? And uh, Sean said, sure, I'll try anything at this point. So he did, considering retirement at that point. And then after four years in the organization, a very successful decision was made by the A's and by Sean Doolittle. And, of course, he made his debut as a pitcher in the Arizona Fall Instructional League, and that was in 2011. And then his Major League debut uh, that came in June of 2012. And you know what? He never looked back because Do did the Do. He was the left-handed setup man, of course, for Grant Balfour for a while. And that lasted until 2014 when uh, he got his first save and even more, made the All-Star team as a member of the A's, which he also did again later on with the Washington Nationals in 2018. Now, here's the part where we're going to make sure we don't get anything wrong. We want to read to you. Sean's message to the Oakland fans, and it's going to get you in the feels. I'll just tell you that right now. In six seasons in Oakland, I formed a bond with the A's fans that meant the world to me. Thank you for bringing the energy and all of the headbanging to East Bay's thrash metal. Guy loved Metallica. For a kid who fell in love with baseball, watching A's games at the Coliseum, it was an honor to wear the green and gold in Oakland. I know that things have been difficult lately for A's fans, but I want you to know I'm with you. Stay strong. Well, no surprise there. I mean, he loved Oakland, and that was mutual. Oakland loved him right back. Enjoy your retirement, Sean, because you certainly earned it. Outfielder J.J. Bleday, whose name I just love to say. I could say J.J. Bleday all day. He's back. You know, he got hurt. Uh, He was on the IL uh, for quite a while, and he's back now after badly spraining his knee. All recovered, a little rehab, which went really well in Las Vegas, and now J.J. is back on the team, and to make room on the roster, the A's optioned infielder Kevin Smith. How about a little A's story? Yeah, this day in A's story, we'll go all the way back to 1996, and Terry Steinbach, I think it's only appropriate he's from new Ulm, Minnesota and we are indeed playing the Minnesota twins and Terry spent some time there. So let's talk about the guy from Minnesota. What did he do in 1996? Well, he hit an inside the park home run. Remember he's a catcher. All right. The A's win seven to five against Seattle. And it was kind of a record because it tied Carlton Fisk's record at the time. For most home runs by an American League catcher. Now, that's a record that Terry would then later break. And what a great guy he was. He, of course, he's a member of the A's Hall of Fame. We love him. In 2002, the A's clinched their second AL West title. They did that. Uh, it was three in or two in three years. And they did it with a great season five to three, 10 inning win at Seattle. They get their 100th win. Miguel Tejada, Miggy, with his 200th hit of the season, and that happened in that game, and he became the first Oakland player to reach the 200 plateau. Coming up in just a sec, it's been a very hard year, like I got to tell you that, if you're an A's fan, not so easy, but beyond the losses and beyond the potential move and all the negative that's been out there, all the BS, I'll just call it what it is, there have actually been some pretty cool moments. So that's where I want to put the focus, try to stay positive, and we're going to revisit some of those wonderful moments in just a minute. Now, Jace Medical, they've got something that's extremely cool you're going to want to know about. Everybody really should be empowering themselves as we head into flu and <coughs> season. In fact, I was doing it right before we started here tonight, and I was like, no, 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 I've already been sick. Don't want to see that happen again. And I know you don't either. Whether it's you or your loved ones, you want to make sure they're taken care of with professional health care, the kind that you can get from Jace Medical. Not only do you get that concierge care over uh, tele, what they call telemedicine, but Jace Medical makes sure that you get the medication you need, those antibiotics. They've got a little thing that's called the Jace case, and that is five antibiotics that are going to fix what's wrong with you? Okay. Uh, The online evaluation leads them to the right answer. Then the licensed pharmacy takes care of you. They deliver the medicine right to you. You get that ongoing consultation and care. And I'm telling you, you don't want to get caught unprepared. Not at this time of year. Here we go. It's fall. And you know what that means. People will be getting sick and I don't want it to be you. Seriously. Get $20 off on these life-saving antibiotics and you can do that today from Jace Medical just use the code it's locked on when you check out at jacemedical.com that's j a s e medical.com and remember the code it's locked on whenever you check out. All right, that what is that old song this magic moment. I thought there were actually some magical moments this year and I think that you know we've had let's face it Athletics Nation has been put through the ringer. So with a rough year, I thought it would only be right if we focused on some things that were cool about the 2023 season. You know, the one where we just lost our Oakland A's record 109th game of the year. That's what we did tonight. But enough of that. Let's talk about some cool things that happened. I was thinking about this. Remember at the beginning of the year, the A's spent a bunch of money in the offseason by A's standards, to get the closer that they desperately needed. That guy is Trevor May. And if you're like me, you had high expectations for Trevor May at the beginning of the year. But then something happened, something that uh, I don't think anybody could have seen coming except maybe Trevor himself, Uh, anxiety issues, uh, some mental health issues that certainly affected the way he was pitching uh, and his just his state of mind overall. So the A's did one of the things that they do very well, which is take care of their players. And they stepped in. Uh, Trevor was able to spend some time working on everything that was an issue. And he came out of that feeling a lot better, which is the goal, whether you're playing baseball or you're not. You know, you just, like I was saying with Jace Medical, I mean, even when it comes to mental health, you'll want to make sure you're healthy. Well, that's what happened. He got healthy. And when he did, Boy, did we get to see the guy that we thought we were getting in the first place. Trevor May, listen to this. 20 saves, of course, he has. He just got that on his birthday, my birthday too, uh, this weekend on Saturday. So that was cool. But listen to this. 20 of 22 save opportunities he was able to nail down. In fact, no runs in 20 of his last 21 appearances. Hello? Hello? That's a closer, especially when you think about the fact that he has closed this crazy percentage of A's wins. You know, we haven't won that many games. Think about that, 20 saves divided by or yeah, into the number of games we've played. So there's there's one magic moment. This magic moment. I love this guy. You know it. I've been talking about him all season long. He had a rough night tonight, went 0 for 3. But all in all, there ain't nothing going to stop me from being an SD Ruiz fan. And here you got a kid, a rookie who the A's obviously got in a trade during the off season. He's finding his way as a rookie. He's out there in the outfield. They're moving him around a little left field, little center field. And unfortunately after an injury, a lot of time on the bench, which, you know, I'm not a big fan of, but the playing time I think is going to be important as we watch what he does. And right now, He is on the verge of tying the American League rookie record set by Kenny Lofton in 1992 for stolen bases. And he's got enough baseball left that you can pretty much count on the fact that unless something crazy happens and he just goes into a big slump at the end of the year, he's going to get on base. And when he does, he's got a green light, which means likely he will be tying and then exceeding that record. And how happy will you be then when you see a kid like SD Ruiz, who just anybody who knows him says he's uh, one of those kids where you just like you root for him. He's got a great spirit. He's an awesome teammate. And that's what you want as you're trying to lay down the building blocks for a great future for the A's. So uh, that's another magic moment. Then you got JP Sears, who said at the beginning of the season, I'd love it if I could get 30 starts. Well, not only did he achieve that, but he exceeded it. He's got 31 and I think one more before it's all over, maybe. So even if he's done at 31, yes, that rhymed, uh, what a year, right? Durability in his last few starts, uh, he's been more than solid. So we're we're thinking, again, that's something that you can dovetail off of and uh, certainly bodes well for 2024, and it certainly qualifies as a magic moment. As does Tony Kemp, who got his fourth straight Roberto Clemente Award nomination for the EA's. And you know what that means? That means he's the player on the team who does the most in his community. And if you know Tony Kemp, you know he's all about that. His wife as well. And they spend a ton of time, not just in Oakland, but the East Bay in general, giving back. And that's just how he's wired. And I don't know if you saw the end of the the, uh, the, the game the other day on Sunday. Um, but when it was all over against the Detroit Tigers, Tony Kemp got an at-bat at home, which was awesome. Uh, and then after the game, he basically grabbed every baseball he could find in the dugout and threw them all up into the stands. You could tell he was certainly savoring that moment because his time in Oakland has been good. Unfortunately, I think as a free agent, he's probably not coming back. And you maybe want to say the same for Trevor May. We'll see. But I just think it's awesome. And again, qualifies as a magic moment. Nice to see him honored the way he has been. And I'm a Tony Kemp fan. I know you probably are too. Up to number five in our magic moment list. How about Brent Rooker, who kind of came out of nowhere to become an American League All Star for the A's in his first season and uh, hit 30 home runs? So, you know. Drop the mic right there, Mr. Rooker. A heck of a season defensively and offensively, and he certainly played up to the level of an all-star. And probably at the end of the year, you might say Shea Langoliers, you might say Rooker, you might say Ruiz, but certainly some MVP of the team candidates right there. Uh, Brent Rooker, though, what a season and a magic moment for him to be an all-star. I think that's awesome. So there you go, those are five Now, it isn't the one that I picked. in fact, you might be surprised, but maybe not, because you know how deep I go with the A's. You know, my history started a long, long time ago, and uh, I've brainwashed my children and now my grandkids to be A's fans, just like pop and uh it all started when I was a lot younger, and there were some teams, if you remember, way back in the day that that did pretty well, like oh five division championships in a row, 71, 72, 73, 74, 75, and uh, probably would have continued to win if the team hadn't uh, unfortunately been broken up. And it's just the sign of the times. Charlie Finley made it clear he couldn't afford to play the free agent game. So when that happened, the the trades began, and little by little that that dynasty got broken up. But, yeah, three World Series in a row. 1972, 73, and 74, the A's won all three. First against the Reds, then against the Mets, and then finally against the Dodgers in 74. Well, it was that 1973 team that earlier this year, back in April, uh, had a great honor paid for them. It was a reunion at the Coliseum, and a lot of those great players came back again to be on the same field where they had those magic moments of their own so many years ago. Players like Billy North and Raleigh Fingers and Campy Campanaris, Reggie Jackson, Joe Rudy, Gene Tennis. You know the names. Well, as many of them as could be were there. Dick Green, Ted Kubiak. Even pitching coach Wes Stock was there. Daryl Knowles. Just wonderful players in their time and great people because they are our legacy. And they haven't forgotten that. So when they come to Oakland, it's not just special for us. It's special for them too. And you could tell that by the smiles on the faces. Unfortunately, a little bit sad just because uh, one of the people who we would have hoped would have been able to be there, unfortunately passed away in January of this year. And he was the captain of that 1973 World Series team. Third baseman, number six, Salvatore Leonardo Bando. And uh to not have Captain Sal there was was very bittersweet. It was very sad. Of course, Ray Fossey, uh, who passed away a couple of years ago. Um, Dick Williams, who wasn't able to be there, he died in twenty eleven. And of course, Charlie Finley. You know, it would have been great to have him there. Now his oldest son was there, so that's cool. At least he was uh acknowledged, which he certainly should be. A lot of people give a hard time to Charlie Finley, and I get it because the guy was cheap and he was controversial and he could be, let's face it, kind of a butthead, right? But he was also an innovator. He was somebody who came up with things like the designated hitter in nighttime World Series games, colorful uniforms, white shoes. Nobody did that before. Mustaches on your players. Are you kidding me? Facial hair was, was gone since like the 1800s. And of course, the swing and A's brought it back. That talent on the field, every single bit of it, overseen by Charlie Finley. So before you cast dispersions, remember Charles O. Finley brought that team here from Kansas City, primed and ready to grow and win. And in a lot of ways, this team that we have right now kind of reminds me of that very early Oakland A's team that came here in 68, maybe a little bit more like, like the Kansas City A's that preceded them. Not quite as good, right? Anyway, the real sad part came out of the fact that one of the people who was actually at the reunion, which took place on Sunday, April 16th, just 20 days later, was no longer with us. He died uh, in Tracy after an illness that he'd been dealing with for quite a while. And again, it was great to see his smiling face just 20 days earlier. It was great to see him with his, his brethren. And, of course, the fan base, the people that were in the stands who remember just how special Vita Blue was, and he was. Now, you may be too young to remember, and it's quite possible you are, but I invite you to rock the YouTube, find as many clips as you can of this guy because when he hit the scene in 1970 through a no-hitter in his little cup of coffee that he had that first year, and then came back in 1971, he was baseball that year. The A's win the division. Now, unfortunately, they get swept in the playoffs by the Orioles. But this guy was not only the Cy Young Award winner in the American League, he was also the most valuable player. He was on the cover of Time Magazine, Newsweek, Sports Illustrated. Everywhere you went, people were talking about Vita Blue. He made such a uh, an impression on young Wayne Coy, and I grew up to respect him and his career. He left, of course, played for the Royals, played for the Giants, but he was the last member of those World Series teams to finally leave Oakland. and We'll never forget him. Started off as number 35 in Oakland, then changed his number to number 14. So no matter which number you remember him by, you remember the leg kick, and you remember what they used to call the Blue Blazer, that fastball of his. Unbelievable. Now, because of the fact that we won three World Series in a row, 72, three, and four, guess what? We're going to get another one of these next year. The sad part is there are probably people who were there this year who aren't going to be there next year. That's just what happens as we all get older, right? But there will be a reunion, and I guarantee you when that 74 World Series team has their 50th anniversary with the players that are still around to celebrate it and the fans who are going to give it right back to them, who remember, or they remember what their dads or their grandfathers even told them about those great teams. You're going to be able to go out and pay tribute to them at some point during the season next year. Haven't seen the schedule. I don't know when that's happening, but I'm looking forward to it. So for me, as we look at our magic moments, that was my magic moment. Really didn't have anything to do with the 2023 A's, except maybe the parallel that I was talking about. And it was kind of cool to see, our current squad sitting up at the top of the dugout as each of those players was introduced and reaching out and getting a high-five from Campy or a handshake from Joe Rudy. Because you know what? They are part of a legacy that's very, very cool. Don't look now, but it's 35 years since our last World Series next year. So we got that to celebrate too, I guess. The 1989 A's who beat the Giants. Let me say that again. Beat the Giants in the Bay Bridge World Series. Yeah, it'll be 35 years next year. So there is another celebration. I'm celebrating you for being around. Thanks for making us your first listen every day and just being here. If you're an everydayer, don't forget, put your comments down there on YouTube so that we know that you're an everydayer. If you have anything else you want to contribute, put it there or send us if you could a tweet or an X post or whatever the heck they're calling it. It's just at locked on A's, pretty easy to remember. So, either way, I'd love to hear from you. Love the feedback. Love to be able to engage with you. So, please do that. And we'll get back together tomorrow. Hopefully, not another 11 to 3 whitewashing that's over in the first inning. I'd like to see the A's make it a ball game and make it a series up in Minnesota. And we'll be here, of course, to let you know what's going on with your Oakland Athletics right here. I don't know whether they're going to win or lose. I don't know if it's going to be raining again tomorrow in Minnesota. I don't know that, but I do know we will be locked on A's every single day. I'm Wayne Coy. Thanks for being here. Take care. Until next time, keep on swinging.